0: May you this day be blessed. Hi there, I'm Sister Catherine Herms and thank you for joining me today as we explore the love that is the heart of the world and the work of the heart that helps us become this love and discover it in the world so that all the world becomes to us like the miraculous burning bush. We have been invisibly stamped with this signature The seal of the God who bends over us with such tenderness. I call this work of the heart, heart heartwork. Heartwork exists because people realize they've come to a place in their life where they, they want spiritual direction. Maybe there are too many options, or maybe there seems to be no options at all. Perhaps they have new eyes to see, or perhaps they're longing for this new sight. Some have touched the sunrise within their soul and want more. Others are longing for this spiritual gift. Sometimes our hearts are filled with nagging questions that run like background music in our life. Do I matter to God? Does God see me? Does God hear me? Does God get what's happening to me and what it means? In heart work, we answer the essential question. Who am I now, in this situation of my life, and in these relationships? To learn more about heart work and what God has led me to do in the world, or just to stay in touch, visit touchingthesunrise.com Hello, it's so great to be with you today. I wanted to start today by sharing with you a dream I had had. I never remember my dreams. But this one um, has been for many years almost directive for my life, and I remember when I woke up that next morning, I I fumbled for paper immediately to write down just any pieces of that dream that I could remember so that I I could think about it and pray about it afterwards during the day. So let me tell you my dream. In this dream, I was in a room with a friend, and I somehow made it clear to her that we were not permitted under any condition or for any reason to rearrange the furniture in the room. So then I left the room to get my coat in another part of the house, and while I was gone, my friend began to move the furniture around with no particular attention to where the furniture landed. So, when I came back, this immediate panic seized me when I realized my friend had not only changed the position of the bed, the table, and the chairs, she had actually created an interior decorator's nightmare. So, as I woke up, I jotted down these seemingly simple symbols, and and I remember that week that I shared them with my spiritual director, and he encouraged me to bring the symbol of that dream the symbol of the furniture that had been moved to prayer. And he said, To me, the spirit often speaks to us through dreams, especially those that are so vivid. So that's what I did. Um, In our conversation, we decided that the panic at the moving of the furniture definitely somehow symbolized feeling out of control. Um, Perhaps feeling out of control as my friend challenged these life decisions that i had i had made or assumed that the furniture was not to be moved um i've got everything figured out and nailed down and i don't need anything new to upset things thank you um a tiny flicker of freedom i remember lit up inside me um This foreboding panic of change, symbolized by the furniture that was lying helter-skelter around the room in this disorganized maze, somehow opened up just a bit for this tiny flame of hope. So I remember through the next weeks that I prayed with that image. The dream image developed in my prayer, and I realized that the room was actually flying which to me was a symbol of transcendence. And as I prayed with that image, I realized that the door was open and that my friend in the room was actually not just any friend. Um, It was actually God, and that God was now pushing furniture out the open door, not just moving it around. And to my horror, at a certain point, that God was trying to push me out the door, Ah, I remember my spiritual director saying, so God is not afraid to push the old man out the door. And I remember ignoring that comment <laughs> when he said it. Um, but grasping the meaning of the furniture, uh, for me, became this contemplative odyssey. And this was like maybe 20, 25 years ago. And yet it is still still so vivid in my memory. Um, One transformative discovery I made was that the furniture symbolized my concept of myself, my judgments of myself, the labels I had given myself, or I had allowed others to give me my self-analysis. And it's a mind's job to understand, to make judgments, to analyze. You know, after everything we say or do, our our mind will say, That was smart. Or, Why did I say that? Or, What is she going to think about me now? God was saying, Out the door with all of that. I have no use for it. It has no real meaning. It's confining both of us in a box. It's prohibiting our relationship from developing. So I I didn't really trust God enough to let him uh, push me out the door. I had managed to keep him, to keep myself inside. Um, So with the furniture gone, the room was empty. It was just God and I who were left. And I remember in prayer one day just bowing before him. We were no longer separated by any mental constructs and judgments and as I remained in God's presence, I kept dropping my analysis and thoughts as they emerge, returning to this simple, receptive awareness. There are some powerful meanings in that dream. Um, first, God wants to, and he does, break through our self-concepts. Um, but when he does so, he does it often in unsettling ways. And he breaks through our concepts of ourself in order to reveal himself to us. God acts firmly like the moving of that furniture, taking things into his own hands, and in effect he takes them out of (laughs) ours. We may cry in these first stages. Um, One day, however, God will wipe away our tears. God is not afraid to push the old man out the door, so to speak, to mess up the organization of our lives, what we think we are capable of doing, and our plans that keep our fears at bay, the control we have asserted over things for our own self-protection. The response God waits for from us, however, is worship. Because ultimately, it is not we who make new lives for ourselves. It is God who, just as he will create new heavens and a new earth, makes us new. Those words, look, I'm making everything new, actually come from the book of Revelation in chapter 21, verse 5. The author of the book of Revelation was believed to be John the Apostle, And the author calls himself in that book a prophet. At the island of Patmos, he is given this series of visions that enable him to offer hope to his brothers and sisters who are suffering persecution in Asia Minor. The seven churches listed in the first three chapters of this book were seven cities on a single road. The book would easily I believe, have been passed from congregation to congregation and been read aloud to the Christians who needed encouragement in their suffering. The author recounts in that book for his fellow persecuted Christians a vision similar to those recounted in the Old Testament books of Daniel and Ezekiel, with which they would have been familiar. When he sees the vision of the seven lampstands, and a man holding seven stars walking among them, he falls at the man's feet." The author, who who had lived through the personal and spiritual and psychological howl of persecution, and had refused to worship before the images of the emperor, now falls, as the book records, as if dead, before this man whose hair is white as snow, and his eyes burn like flames. The man touches John with his right hand and says, Do not fear. I'm first, I'm last, I'm alive. I died, but I came to life. And my life is now forever. John in this vision really teaches us three principles of healing. And those principles are worship, listen and see these three principles of of adoration of of making sense out of something that's different can help us in those times when we feel like the furniture in our life is being moved around moved around So long as our response to having our life shaken up remains anger, um, which is really a perfectly understandable human reaction. Healing can't commence. Um, Therapy can truly help us with this anger, help us to understand where this reaction is coming from, what it means um, for us, and and how how we can um, transcend that anger and move on in healing. Um, And a spiritual director can help us explore our image of God. But eventually we ourselves need to decide to worship in the midst of those changing circumstances. When we take the risk to worship, we listen to Jesus' voice which says, Don't be afraid. I'm here. I control everything. I am the beginning and the end. I died and am now alive forever and ever. For the persecuted Christians in those seven churches who were threatened with execution for refusing to worship the Roman Emperor, to hear the voice of one who died saying that now he controls the passageways of death was to hear hope. Now he lives death is not forever death has been overcome their death also has been overcome they are held gently in their sufferings and and they are born into eternal life depression and betrayal illness failure are deaths in so many ways many lose their name their marriage their families their friends, their careers, their self-esteem, their confidence in life. To them and to us, Jesus says, Fear is useless. I'm here. I'm here. I died too. I am now alive forever and ever. Jesus invites us to look up and see the one who The one who is saying to us, I am. We need to stop looking at ourselves, the the labels we put on ourselves, our self-analysis, our judgments, and, and to begin looking instead at the one who says, I am the first, I am the last, I am alpha, I am omega, I am forever. There is something larger than your illness. I have a greater part to play in your life than what you are suffering. I know all about you. I have designs for your life, and the illness or disaster will not stop me from making of you something beautiful and meaningful. Truly, the only labels I am allowed to have about myself or others, even about the Church, are those of God. I see myself accurately only when I see myself or others through God's eyes. It is important to move beyond a vague concept of God to a more concrete understanding of God with us in the person of Jesus Christ. Just as the church was in the first century, we too are grasped by the powerful hand of the risen Christ who walks in our midst as the conqueror of death. So when you have an extended time to go deep within your own heart, either imagine yourself with the Apostle John on the island of Patmos or in some other quiet place where where you can meet God could be a favorite Secluded spot in nature, a vacation spot, a sacred place in a church or monastery. Imagine that Jesus comes to you. Angels surround you with song and they bow at his feet, covering their faces. Take the risk to bow also. Feel what it is to bow before him, to remain at his feet, In adoration and trust. Tell Jesus what you are feeling. You can use words like, Jesus, this is so. Or, Jesus, I feel like. Tell him everything that's in your life, in your heart, what's disturbing you. Tell him about the furniture that has been been moved around in your life. And... And when you are finished, stand up and look into his eyes and wait for Jesus to speak to you. Sometimes we can feel as though we were lost in a deep forest where no clear paths are visible. A blend of spiritual guidance, mentorship, and counseling, the Heartwork community is a place where you learn to explore, love, open and nourish the paradise of your heart, your deep heart, where God is already dwelling within you. You will discover that though you waited for light to appear from outside, the paths of light are imprinted in your heart where the Trinity abides, and we learn to walk them through the valleys and mountaintops of lived experience. Heartwork is a process of accompaniment that honors your story, creates a space in which you can safely explore what is happening with you, gain the tools to come home to your heart where the Trinity is already at work, be recreated by love, and set out again. To learn more about heartwork and what God has led me to do in the world, or just to stay in touch, visit touchingthesunrise.com.